RT Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. We are live for a Tuesday night edition, right on time. Subject matter, extremely important, dire emergency, uh, because uh, the clock is ticking. And um, unfortunately, a good portion of the population have no clue as to what's going on on the surface. And uh, nevertheless, you know, what, how current events now will make it very hard for people to make plans that will be able to they'll actually be able to stick with for the future so we're going to talk about that as well as a couple other things i have you know a little bit behind because i'm trying to grab all my old articles and videos to kind of make all this uh, help all this make sense but anyway came across some very disturbing articles today uh on a subject matter i've been talking about for quite some time now and it has to do with the concept of retirement and so for those that might be new to the channel i've been sharing my thought process on just a very ideal of retirement and how i think that's a very flawed and skewed and abused word that was sold to the American public, all in relation to the American dream concept, which uh, definitely expired a couple decades ago. But uh, I got a couple of things I want to share with you guys here and then uh, get your two cents on it as well as uh, talk our way through it. And the goal is, of course, if you are awake and aware, only thing you can do is share this information with other people and let them decide for themselves as to whether it's for them or not. And more than likely at this current moment, everybody feels and know that something's going on and something's not right especially after a whole year of pretty much being told what we can and can't do. What do you actually think and how do you how could you actually think that the current plans that are already in place will actually be around uh, next year, two years, five years, 20 years from now? So we're going to talk about that. But anyway, welcome to the live stream. My name is Mike, the host of RT Live Talk. And for those that are tuning in, if we have any new viewers, hit the thumbs up button first off, show your love for the channel. And then also in the chat, let me know where you're watching from. I would love to uh, give you a shout out as well as acknowledge your presence for taking time to be here with us this evening. And then when the phone lines open up, 313-462-0027, I would love to hear your thoughts on this subject matter here or whatever else we talk about. So um, don't hold back on me. But anyway, let me do a little maintenance on my side. I got a lot of graphs, some videos to play. So I want to try to get through this as fast as I can. Because if I don't, I'll rant on and then I'll look up. It'll be 50 minutes of me trying to lay out my case as to why the retirement concept ended a long time ago. And hopefully you guys have uh, taken precautionary measures to not go in accordance to what we're told. Because as I've said many times, I'm starting to ramble again. But the great financial crisis was the actual ending of the current monetary paradigm. Everything since then has just been a patch job. So ultimately, all the financial advice that we've been sold typically is in relation to information that's outdated and expired because a good portion of the financial advisors that are currently operating today, my generation, the millennial generation, we've never been through a extremely high inflationary environment, never a depressionary style uh, experience. And definitely nobody alive has gone through a great reset and the things that that comes with. But anyway, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me just, man, let me slow down. Okay, I'm excited because I got a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, thoughts come to me and I, it's not organized and it makes it sound like I'm just out here just, you know, living on the edge, but I'm not. It's a little it's a little order to my madness. But before I dive into checking the chat real quick, let me acknowledge everybody. Let me actually go back to the home base. So RethinkingTheDollar.com is the home base, articles, downloads. I mean, a lot of special reports, you know, things that are considered jewels and nuggets. They can add more to your current knowledge base. And of course, uh, you get your weight up there as well if you're interested. 
articles on gold silver you name it it's all there my videos are put them up there again and then all the recommended videos at the bottom and then for everybody that's new i'm, I'm still gonna harp on this because i need your help doing this if you've taken the rtd dollar iq quiz great if you've done if you did well kudos but if you did not hopefully you are still plugging into the additional information it, it all boils down to education you know the bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge and all this stuff is basically stuff we didn't learn in school. Like I mentioned, I learned, none of this subject matter is anything I studied in school. I did 19,000 hours to get a bachelor's degree in business and learned nothing about monetary literacy. So this was this is what this is all about. So it's a 10 question quiz. Take it. And if you've taken it, great. Share it with family and friends so they can have a chance to come across this information as well. That's all I ask. And if you find uh, it a value, continue to move right along. But at the end of all this, you will definitely be in a position to where you understand what a dollar is and the importance of getting your weight up in whatever weight you try you you, des you decide to do all right next thing tomorrow 9 30 p.m i want to invite everybody to come hang out with us off air face to face you can join me on screen and co-host with me uh for the patreon gang so if you're interested consider supporting the channel uh any monetary contribution will be would suffice and you can join me uh once a week so 9 30 we usually go hour two hours sometimes so we have a good time Consider supporting the channel. Uh, Patreon links beneath if you're interested, and you can join us on screen. And then here we have all the social media tabs. No excuse where you can't stay connected with RTD if we happen to get yanked off YouTube. The most important ones happen to be the email list, where I'll notify you directly. The Discord page, where a lot of the articles that we're going to cover come from. And then we got Telegram as well. So basically what it is, if you sign up to the email list, I'll notify you on Sunday night of Monday through Friday. So you'll always be ahead of schedule and anything pop up in between, you know, I'll let you figure it out. But then also we got the text list where I, I, I try, I didn't do it tonight cause I've been whatever, but I'll usually send out a text with the uh, videos as they're released. So, so you always be up to speed. Okay. Fair enough. People let's get into the chat real quick. As always, uh, any new viewers, feel free to let us know where you're watching from hit the thumbs up button. Hopefully that does something with the algorithms because I can't rely upon YouTube these days. But I'm gonna keep plugging along as long as I can. But we got DC Precise, we got James, we got Jay, we got Daryl, we got Faith, we got the New York Redneck, we got Toshiba, Gene. What else? We got it. Howard, we got Manuel. Uh, we got. Uh, let me see here. Keep it moving. We got Jane. We got Foam. F Home. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering that. Forgive me. The American Illusion. Yeah. So I got a lot of stuff to say about that as well. Uh, Howard in the building. We got Grow Mechanic. Miss Gan. We got Midnight Green from Philly in the building, Philadelphia. Appreciate you. Uh, we got the pothead BTC. <laughs> All right, man. We got uh, Craig here says, why is the Dixie going up? The dollar is getting stronger and running my gold and silver and ruining my gold and silver investments. Craig, be of good cheer, my good fellow stacker. The dollar is going to go up because it's the it's the world's chosen choice of safety for the for for. For majority of the nations that are relying upon utilizing dollars because of all the dollar denominated debt so the dollar will definitely strengthen it'll probably have one maybe two last hoorahs before it it too returns to its intrinsic value at some point down the line so you might have more time to actually use this manipulation to get your weight up so manipulation can be your friend if you're in it for the long haul so be of good cheer my friend all right uh, okay so i'm rambling let me get this uh, thing started a little bit. Here's something. Jane says, I remember buying candy in the late 70s, beginning of 80s. Candy quickly went from 15 cents to 20 to 25 to 30 to 35 up to 50 pretty quickly. Even as a little girl, I thought we were in big trouble. 
yeah, I remember penny candy. People, you know, anybody out there remember the penny candy and the nickel candy? I remember going to get bags of Swedish fish. You know, they had the 50 cent bag, the quarter bag, the dollar bag, you know, just completely just ruining my teeth. But so everybody remember that. But we're a long way from those days, people, and they're not coming back, unfortunately. And I got a couple of things I want to share with you that uh, will kind of put that into perspective. So uh, let me just jump right in. Let me I want to do this because I've gotten away from this. Let me just take take, take a peek at the metals real quick. It won't hurt to take a look at uh, the good old silver, and it's on schedule. You know, it has uh, opening in the, in the Asian Asian area. Uh, there's a slam down for the end of the day, and as it opens up, it's going to go to that. It's going to 27 to 28 range per ounce. But of course, you cannot buy for 27, 28 per ounce. Put the premiums on top of that. You're looking at anywhere between 33, maybe to 37, depending where you're at. So once again, it's as cheap as it's going to be anytime soon, my people. Okay, so. Let's get into this my primary story. So I came across uh, an article that caught my attention. And then I came across a couple of videos. I'm going to try to play it all together real quickly. But the whole goal is to highlight how at this current environment, especially tomorrow, we got the FOMC meeting. Powell's going to come out, spill some stuff, basically say a lot of nothing, a lot of fair talk. Nothing's going to get done. They can't raise rates because that'll basically squeeze out the government from borrowing. And then they can't really lower it because they can't reserve. the. They can't take the outright negative uh reserve currency negative just yet so they're kind of stuck in a hard rock in between a hard rock or whatever you know got that you guys got the idea so anyway i'm hearing i'm watching a lot of videos about the whole reverse repo situation how it's basically sterilizing a qe that came in and how it's uh runs the risk of putting them even more in a pinch which is unfortunately this way this thing's going to play out like there's nothing they can do now it's too late you can't take back all the the trillions they can only add more to kind of try to prop this thing up. So it put, it's going to put a lot of people that are not in the know in a very tight position. And when it's a lot of things we can learn throughout history on how these type of events, they occur all the time. It's nothing new. It's just unfortunate that it hasn't happened in the reserve currency and every other currency around the world at the same time. This is the first time for this experience that we're having. No wonder they want to execute a great reset. And so where does that leave your average investor, your average mom and pops that don't have any financial literacy, which comes after obtaining a, some monetary literacy? And so as I always say, monetary literacy is what, what what's what's the mechanics of our monetary system? What is a dollar? What is a unit of accountability? What is uh, purchasing power and all those fine details that make up a good, thorough knowledge of your dollar, your currency? And then after you know what a dollar is, it's the financial literary side where basically you turn your money over to somebody else and they tell you where to park it at in some financial product that the Federal Reserve is looking to prop up because they can't let things tank. So what does that mean? Right now, housing prices and the stock market are the two illusionary asset vehicles that the working class depend upon to basically protect, preserve and to hopefully have a future with. But yet that's not sustainable for forever. And unfortunately, the millennial generation, my generation and younger, we're screwed overall. It, it's no way of being able to earn back or begin to really completely unplug you from the system because we are still dependent upon a earning income now and b being able to use that income to, pro to provide for ourselves. And housing prices is going through the roof. Food prices going through the roof, all that stuff. So. So it's not too late, but it's going to become more difficult. I got some articles I want to share with you that really caught my attention, which is why I brought this to the forefront. So here's the article here. Uh, let me share it with you real quick. And I got a lot of visual aids I'm going to thumb through. 
But here's the article that caught my attention because, you know, just a number like, whoa, like, OK, I knew it was bad because I've done videos before on how bad it is. But wow, I never thought it would be this bad outright. It says nearly a third of 401k plans contain less than ten thousand dollars. OK, so there's a good book out there by Andy Tanner called 401 Chaos. And basically, it's a great educational piece as to how the whole 401k concept is a scam because it was designed to basically it's a failed experiment ultimately. And it's uh, 46 years old as of this year, and it's coming to an end pretty soon. I'd advise you to check into that additional information if you're interested. So I've been talking about it for years now, but I'll thumb through this briefly, give you some details and I'll get into the rest of my spiel quickly. <laughs> OK, that number looks kind of uh, kind of small. But here's something it says over the next decade and a half, the ranks of the elderly in America are expected to swell by more than 20 million people. So between now and that time frame, the expectations are more people will get, of course, get older, basically going into that retirement age where they're going to be looking to withdraw something. At the latest survey shows a horrendous number of us are going to end up old and poor. Ignore the ignore. Please, the eye-catching headline number at the average balance in a 401k retirement plan is 129,000. So an average retirement plan is 129,000, but it says disregard that because that average is lopsided because it account it takes into consideration some people who are extremely wealthy in comparison to the majority would have nothing, which makes it, you know, that 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 median is around 149, but it's it's it doesn't really focus on the people who don't have anything because you got a lot of wealthy individuals that are sitting on a lot up top, which makes it a little unbalanced. And so it says a, a far more useful average in the Vanguard data is one known as the median, which means the account balance of the person who end up slap bang in the middle if you lined everyone up from the richest to the poorest. So right dab in the middle. Where Where is it at? Vanguard points out that the median retirement account balance among 4.7 million for which it handles the paperwork for is just $33,472. So out of 4.7 million, roughly 33,000 for that, per, that that group there, half of the plan participants, half of this plan had a balance below $40,000 and three out of 10 had a balance of $10,000. So one third of that title, the entire 4.7 million is less than $10,000. Then it goes on talk about how basically, you know, good luck with that. You know, you're not doing nothing with that. And that's like, ah, that's very alarming people. Let me go into some other ones here. Um, and so what I want to, what, what really triggered this, that, that compounded on top of this earlier today, I put out a tweet and I shared a video from uh, Mr. Kyle Bass and it's a 57 second video and of course, up top, you guys can see what he talked about. He says, we have 34% more money in the U.S. system than we did 14 months ago. Of course, we're going to have inflation and it's going to be significant. Investors, savers, and retirees need to think about how to maintain their purchasing power of their capital. And so we got a billionaire here basically just sounding alarms and basically if he's concerned and he's He's going to be all right, you know what I'm saying? Because he's an asset holder, so he's going to be all right. But as you said here, investors, savers, and retirees. So you factor in a good portion of the population. You know, for, was it 10% or so, or give or take one, three out of ten don't have more than ten thousand saved. And this is well before the whole pandemic, people. This is not like something new here, but just the numbers are compounding and pointing each other to where it's getting worse. 
And in another good article that I'm going to pull up real quick that I think is worth mentioning. Let me show this real quick because this is another little article that has uh, a very interesting uh, headline to it that I could not resist because it boils down to this. Here is an article here that shows the difference between the millennials and the boomers. And I'll give you some numbers, but the title of this is, let me pull this up here. The title is millennials are running out of time to build wealth. And so this right here, once again, another eye catching, you know, and of course it's coming from mainstream. So it's fear porn. So basically all this, all they're looking to do, because there's a lot of, you know, retirement talk. Now they need, they need to sucker in the young and uninformed. They need to get as remaining crumbs. They can out of the system and into these financial products in a timely manner so they can get the most out bank for their buck for crashes. But anyway, here's just some numbers here. Millennials, boomers at age 40 at age 40. This is all about the, those that are approximately 40, which is, you know, within my time frame. It says a year of college for millennials is $24,000 today for the baby boomers. Way a long time ago, <laughs> it was 10,000 owning a home. 61% chance of owning a home. If you're 40 by now, it was 66 back in the day. Cost of a home today, median, 328000 For your parents, back in their day, 216000 Middle age net worth. And here's another concept, the net worth. That's a tricky word right there. That's a very tricky word. I'm going to touch on that in a minute. Net worth right now, 91000 And then uh, the net worth for the baby boomers when they were 40, it's 113. Stocks own. So look how look how they're measuring the whole net worth concept. You know, home ownership in your stocks. So everything is hinged upon those two asset classes. And as long as they continue to go up, as long as the Fed is accommodative, then you go you'll have a positive and a very comfortable net worth. But the moment that those things turn around, <laughs> own stocks 14% today, 17% a couple years ago. Okay. So you're saying, Michael, what is this all about? Okay, so I've been talking about retirement for quite some time now because it's very concerning for me because my voice is very small in comparison to the, 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 the all the loud noise that will have people believe that the greatest thing you can do is to be able to park funds in these financial products that are designed specifically to make sure that your capital stays in the system and they feed off of it with fees and all types of stuff that most people know nothing about. And it's just very concerning because two of the most important things in our life that they never taught us about in school intentionally is how to take care of your your wealth. And then, of course, how to file taxes. You know what I'm saying? So those two things are deliberately things they hide from us. Why? Because they don't want us to know. So no one to know. No one will talk about this unless you actually go find it for yourself. And so it's very alarming because, as this article mentioned, will there be enough time? And unfortunately, it depends on how and what your strategy is. And it can't be in accordance with outdated information that was pre-great financial crisis because we're in a completely different uh, time frame right now. And a lot of this has to go back to the article I mentioned or the video I showed earlier from Kyle Bass. As he mentioned that, you know, 34 percent of the currency in circulation right now has been created in 14 months and it's just starting. And then what makes it worse is that I'm going to go back to an older video that I did. Let me sh uh, share this real quick and then I'm going uh, to get to get to the nitty gritty and then open up the mic so we can talk. So here's a video I did uh, of Mr. Stanley Drunkenmiller. And I'll fast forward to the part which was most concerning because he basically he just basically said the poor are screwed. And what I meant, what he meant by the poor, he meant the working class, those that actually work for a living 
And he basically said that those who do not have assets, tangible assets that produce for them or preserve and protect them in environments like we're having now. So just real quickly, I'll play this and then I'll get into one or two more graphs and then we'll keep moving. All right, listen to this. And there is no one, no group that will get hurt more by a bus than the poor. They will be first in line to get screwed. Trust me. The poor. And so what I mentioned with the poor, the working class, those individuals that uh, depend upon their energy, time and efforts on a day to day basis with no other streams of income and things like that are the ones will be impacted the most. OK. And so I want to just share with you this little visual aid here. Uh, and so how in the title, I mentioned how doing a reset, all retirement plans change. And so here is a article that I uh, put together a couple months ago. And it lists three reasons. So as it says, the three reasons your retirement plans might be canceled by before 2030. And a lot of this has to do with is an orchestrated plan against your wealth. And just to show you how severe it is, just look at all the activity happening in the housing market now where you have pension fund, hedge funds and all these conglomerates with all this with boatloads of cash through all the excess of quantitative easing that they've been very privileged to have they're out here buying up subdivisions they're buying up neighborhoods they're buying up anything that has a for sale sign on it and they're literally that's that that's their ultimate game plan on how you'll own nothing and you won't be happy with that unfortunately but i think between now and that time frame people will probably be happy to be able to say they are able to put their head on a pillow of any kind if they, if they if they succeed in what they're trying to do but ultimately they're going to buy up all the real estate crowding out any p potential chance of people being able to actually own real estate and of course as i mentioned earlier in the chat in the discord the goal eventually will be to change the property rights and stuff like that but real quickly three things i want to touch on a well before now it says a majority of americans 60 percent withdrew or borrowed money from their qualified pension or retirement plans since COVID-19 first arrived on the scene, two thirds of whom did so to pay for the basic living ex expenses of just last year. And it says here, the Im impact of the pandemic of the retirement savior are yet to be seen. So we haven't even really, really seen the ramifications of what will come about. That's going to be an ongoing situation. And then the second one, it says there's a threat on retirement. This decade is a dangerous because the response to this current global crisis by all governments is more debt deficits, currency debasement in, in, in a negative yielding environment. And so this plays into the fact that if you look at the current real inflation rate numbers that are not given by the government, we're already negative. Uh, just today, I put up an article about how John Williams from Shadow Stats mentioned we're already close to 12 percent. And then this plays into. Uh, the little video I, I put up here where uh, even Kyle Bass mentioned that we're at about 12 percent realistically, you know, core CPI. And so basically, if we're already at 12 percent, they're paying what? Point oh one percent, point oh one percent on savings and deposits. You're already a negative. You're already a negative 11, negative 11 on top of their two percent that they're trying to shoot for. So just something there. And then uh, the very last one here, the, the third thing that makes it very impossible to have plans moving forward outside of what you strategically do now is the fact that the third and final reason this current de uh, decade may be the end of the retirement concept is because of the Great Reset. The events we are currently experiencing is not an isolated event. All governments are in the race to debase because the race to debase means that there will be no way of be actually being able to park in fiat currencies as they destroy them. Because once again, fiat currencies 
in regards to purchasing power will not appreciate over time, only the opposite direction. And then I put together a little visual aid here, basically showing from the pension system was introduced in 1889 with American Express, right on down to all the ways they closed out the system with gold confiscation, silver certificates remove it. They closed the gold window. We had the uh, 401k starts in 70 and 74. We got the crash of 07.com. We got the great financial crisis. And now we got the big kabang. And this is going to be an ongoing situation, which makes it hard to, you know, plan ahead in, in accordance to the outdated information. Okay, cool. And so the very last thing here, because I got Buku articles, I'm going to spare you guys, spare you guys all that. Um, this is a visual aid I put together uh, a couple years ago. Let me see. Actually, I got the video here so I can put all this stuff in the video. But I, I, I did a video a couple years ago. It was two years ago uh, about, you know, why one million dollars is not enough for retirement. And I, I basically I did a lot of digging. I had to go back and get a lot of numbers. I had to do a lot of homework on this one. But I'm going to try to share it as best as I remember it. And so the concept is. If you look at the purchasing power of the dollar, you see the actual dollar right here. The purchasing power itself over time has been dwindling. At the same time, the national debt has been skyrocketing. And at this time, two years ago, we we're only at $21 trillion, as it says right here. So, of course, we got $7 trillion more on the national debt with more to come. And so I remember throughout my younger years, always talking about a million dollars. A million dollars was that ideal number that you could sit aside and we we're told that, you know, Albert Einstein said the eighth wonder of the world, you know, if you use it, it could be a friend to you. If you don't, it could be an enemy against you. It's compound interest. But yet we don't have compound interest in the normal sense because we don't have conventional markets and price discovery mechanisms. So we got compound inflation. OK, so if a million dollars was the goal, here's uh, the amount of purchasing power. So ultimately what this boils down to is that in 1913. $42,000 would have been the equivalent of today or two, two years ago idea of a million dollars in purchasing power stat status. So ultimately, at that time, a good manufacturing gig, give or take, was about 33 cents an hour. It would have took you 128,000 hours of work to accumulate 42,000, which would have been the equivalent purchasing power of what a million or, or the qu equivalent nominal value, I'm sorry, of a million dollars today. That that imaginary number is like, wow, if I get a million dollars, I can retire, live comfortably. Of course, depending on your circumstances. But imagine 1913, $42,000 would have been what you would have needed to set aside, allow it to grow, you know, give or take where it's, what it's parked in to where you could have li lived relatively comfortable. And you know what made it even better? Because $1 was the equivalent of a, a basket of groceries for a week type of numbers. So you didn't need much, 42,000 worth. But then after time went on, 56,000 would have been ideal after the Great Depression, if you could have got that. 115,000 would have been the average number to live comfortably for the rest of your life, give or take, in 1950s. 184,000 would have been ideal in the 70s, give or take, to be able to park it and let it grow over time, you'd be good. And you see, each one is the amount of, currency per hour 54 cents an hour is what they made on average a dollar 50 is what they made in average in the 50s four dollars or so give or take in the 70s and i forgot what jobs these were but yet along with that it becomes more difficult because of a lot this number 184 becomes harder to hold on to because of interest rates going down as well as the cost of goods and services going up because of the emergent money supply you get to 1993 619,000 would have been ideal an ideal time, you know, amount of money to have parked because 
it, it was a nice large, nice large figure. And it took you 56,000 hours, give or take, if you made 10,000 hour, just not including taxes. And so just at that number there, that that's kind of the ideal time frame that a lot of people, unfortunately, are not able to get to now, in, in a sense. But yeah, let me share share with you real quick this video <laughs> that, uh, let me share this video with you, which is around that same ballpark. So check this out. This is a video I had in, a, in another video I did. Your number. Every person has one. But what is it? It's what you'll need to have saved to retire the way you want. We're ING. And when it comes to planning your retirement number, we can help make it easier. Learn more at ingyournumber.com. ING. Your future made easier. All right, so I had to share that because that uh, that played into uh, that played into this here. So I saw a number. I remember the number from that video it was about six hundred thousand dollars, and so that was nineteen ninety three would have been ideal. Anyway, so factor to today a million dollars. What can you do for a million dollars in an environment where inflation is about to you know tick up, which basically means the cost of living is going to get more expensive, and everybody's situation is different. But yet it, it doesn't go nowhere near as far as what it can purchase overall. You factor in houses right now according to the st stats we just saw median house three hundred thousand dollars and of course your car to give or take and college tuition and da da da, da. so it, it it can that hundred that million can be gone mighty quickly whereas in in, in, in 1913 42,000 you could have did a lot because why a dollar purchase more okay people um last article here and this plays into like not being able to define a number did I was I even showing? Why is it was I even showing any of that? I probably wasn't even showing anything. <laughs> but anyway, uh, crunch on both sides. Older millennials balance students that student loans, retirement savings, and kid college funds. So you just factor in those three areas there. Student loans, student loans. I think the average student loan give or take was closer to hundred thousand dollars. Kids' college tuition. By the time your kids go to college, from between now and there, if there's college, it's going to be three, four hundred thousand. And then, of course, retirement. So think about these three categories here for the millennials, the working gener generation right now. Those three categories alone are will definitely not will definitely not squeeze into this one million dollar number. And so it's becoming more and more challenging. So why did I what did I mean? But why did I mention all this is because you can't really rely upon outdated information to plan your future at a time where you got all these odds stacked against you. So. Of course, if you're in this community here, you understand that the whole goal of this whole monetary system is to design and prop this up. And so owning tangible assets, owning real tangible things. And of course, a lot of people have different ways of doing that. You know, we have some real estate people out here. And the, the question I wanted to put out there that I meant to do a video earlier, but didn't get a chance, is that when you think about the environment we're in now and how the monetary system and the fiscal policy structure has been turned upside down. Are are we really investing any longer? Like, are, are are you really an investor? And just when I when I put that out there, it's like, what is investing? And so I think about the historical journey of what investing was years ago when the purchasing power actually acquired more, in comparison to what we're doing now, because of the environment we're in now, where you got pension funds, you got all these money managers, they're all chasing yield. And very risky things that stand the chance of popping or bursting the 
the asset bubbles entirely. And the Federal Reserve tomorrow when they speak, their sole goal will be to try to do something to keep confidence in the markets somehow, some way, because they cannot afford to allow three, but two in particular to our three, the bond market, housing market and the stock market. Those are the three illusions of wealth in this current environment. And they're all three being propped up by the Federal Reserve and governments around the world. So as long as those three are doing well, people have that sense of uh, high net worth. I'm doing well. And if the Federal Reserve decides to or lose control of those three areas there, all hell breaks loose. And everybody's plans in regards to depending upon those three asset classes for your future uh, it's going to be some problems, it's going to be some problems. And that's one of my biggest concerns. And that's why I think this retirement concept is so important, because how can you retire in an environment where your currency has been destroyed? And especially in a reset where they're telling you you're not going to own anything, you're going to be happy with it. What does that look like? And I, I don't think people are really considering what that looks like uh, in its entirety, because they're talking about you not having any property. That means even possibly your weight. And of course, the crypto space, we don't, we'll see how how real that is in the future. But I'm not quite sure how we can depend upon uh, the code in an environment where all the technology and all the systems will be rigged, especially when automation, quantum computers and robotics come into play where they start cracking codes a lot easier. Hmm, interesting. And then here's the last article uh, that I want to share and then I'm going to open the phone lines. It says 39 percent of Australian. Millennials believe that cryptocurrencies are a good alternative to having an investment property, according to a new survey. So the millennial generation uh, definitely believe that there's more potential in digital assets than in being secured and being anchored down with physical weight. And I think that it can also be somewhat risky as well. But that's just my personal opinion. But to sum all this up in a nutshell, there will be no retirement, in my personal opinion, in the way that our grandparents and currently those that are retired now will actually be able to experience moving forward into this decade because of all the orchestrated events that are taking place on the health side, on the monetary side, and definitely on the financial side with our government because they can't continue to unleash quantitative easing without there being consequences. They can't continue to give out tax credits for having kids as well as stimulus checks, as well as have interest rates and borrowing costs below the rate of inflation without there being some consequences. So the one of the most trusted and reassuring protections and hedges, and this is just not my opinion. Let me actually give it to you from the horse's mouth because I think this is very important. Billionaire investor Paul Tudor Jones praises Bitcoin, warns of rising inflation, and flags the Buffett indicator in a new uh, interview. Here are 10 best quotes. And let me give you just two quotes here. So when you got billionaires basically saying, get assets, get inflation hedges, what that is depends on your level of risk and stuff like that. But he said here, you've got the craziest mix of fiscal monetary policy. It goes against all traditional economic orthodox orthodoxy things are absolutely bats crazy and then he says if the fed treats it rising inflation with nonchalance then it's a green light to go on all to go all in on inflation trades i'd probably buy commodities buy crypto buy gold 
So those three asset classes there is what a billionaires referencing. And so it's good to say he already bought all those and he's trying to sucker in a lot of young, fresh money into it so that his bags and his vaults and his property can go up in value. But as long as you have some of that exposure, in my personal opinion, you'll be better off than being stuck holding a bag of worthless fiat currency. So anyway, people, I did a too much rant, but I had to get off my chest. Hopefully I made sense with all that. But the phone lines are open. I want to hear from you. It's not a talk show unless you got somebody to talk to. And feel free to chime in on any other subject matter because I have a couple more articles I didn't even get to. And so give me a call. Phone lines are open. I want to talk. Let me check in with the chat real quick. I've been trying to stay with my in my thoughts, but I'll just check in real quick. Uh, the Pothead BTC says, BTC is here to be our Noah's Ark. <sighs> All righty, Pothead BTC. I'm not going to say it's not a great vehicle to jump on board, but at some point the boat will sink. Now it's just a matter of will you get off in time? Because I have no confidence whatsoever that between now and the time all of this is fully executed, that BTC will be left standing and that BTC will have the last laugh. I just, it'd be hard for me to buy into that. And this plays into, let me just share something with you while I wait for the phone to ring. Earlier on, uh, let me see, earlier on the YouTube, on the Twitter page, and then also for those that have a Twitter, go ahead and follow your boy. I'll follow you back. But early on Twitter, got a streaming line right there. Early on Twitter, I put out something, and oh, I got another, I got a lot of stuff here to talk about. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Earlier today, I put out something. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I put out this right here, and this is just some stuff that people should probably want to. You know, I would. You know, I, I don't. I don't understand why people, why more people don't have these same type of questions, or is it that monetary cognitive biasness where you just like, I don't want to touch that sector because I'm, I'm afraid of what, of what I might find. But here's something I put out earlier. Does anyone other than me ask the question? Oh, I'll put this also in the, in the YouTube. It says, how was the economist cover so accurate 33 years ago? And then somebody mentioned, you know, Mike, they like to use the word 33. You know, that's numerology. You know, I'm like, I don't study it. So, but, you know, it's a number. With their forecast of all fiat currencies being destroyed and the need for a new world currency, then they say, get ready. And now the world, a good portion of the world, is running to the concept of Bitcoin. And so it's just, you know, just uh, why why don't more people share their level of skepticism? Why don't more why are more people not willing to go down that rabbit hole with me and just talk this through? I'm not saying don't get it, but I'm saying it's one of the things where people are holding it up like it's, you know, God sent and it's God's way of trying to free his people or something. And I'm like, I don't see that in the Bible at all, but that's just me. But the word get ready. And then you see all these paper currencies burning. And it so happens the currencies are literally being burned right now. This plays into the whole retirement concept. You know, if they retire, they're destroying retirement and they've already given us the option. They've already told us the direction we're heading in with a new world currency. And it happens to be a coin in 2018. So that's 33 years in advance. How is it? How is it they were so accurate? Are they psychic or did they steer us in this direction? And then I put out earlier that it is my personal opinion that. The idea of going digital was already a part of the plan because it's a part of the great heist that takes us towards the times of revelation where there'll be a one world government. So the best way to get to that road is through the blockchain. And the plan was always there. They just didn't have the technology more than likely. But now that it's here, what better way to make people think that it's 
genuine and authentic, then allow them to build it for you. <laughs> you know, that's what they, you know, I wouldn't have much of a pushback. I would just sit back. If I've already gave them their narrow pathway to, to travel, let them build it, make it think it's their idea, make them think they're free. And then, hey, when it's time, we can come out with what we want to really do with it. And, you know, you see what I'm saying? But I don't want to be a hater. I'm not hating because, I, as I mentioned, I speculate myself. So I've been following the space for quite some time and I've become sketchy of it as I've witnessed the euphoria and the and the obsessment, obsessing of this asset class. It's become spooky, extremely spooky. But that's just me. OK, so let's talk. Um, let me see here. I mean, I, mean, I see. I apologize. I can go on and on. Uh, it says Los Angeles suspended. Uh, I'm sorry. Damn. Supposed to be open now. <laughs> Went into Target <laughs> today and almost everyone's still wearing a mask. Disappointing. Uh, LB4, I appreciate the love offering, man. Um, yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, we had we, we're hearing news now about a new variant, the Delta. So I guess that's going to be this summer's push to, you know, create more fear and panic out there. So don't be surprised if like, you know, different states respond differently. And so we got a lot of news out here. A lot of news out here real quick. Let me share some other stuff with you. I'm actually about to go to the Discord page because I put all types of articles in the Discord page. Um, so let me see. I got some stuff here for you. Did you guys see the... Uh, uh, no, let me see this one. Okay, I'll grab this. Nope. Man, I got a lot of stuff to grab here. Uh, okay, so... No, I'll leave that alone. Uh, let me see. What else we got here? I got the crypto. Ooh, we, I don't like this. I don't like this right here. Here's an article here. It was placed in the chat. I don't like this one here. This does not uh, sound. This does not sound good to me. The Chinese University of Hong Kong and consensus create a digital passport. And so you can't execute thoroughly and completely a passport of this magnitude unless the blockchain was available to do it. It'd be very hard to pull this off in the way that they're attempting to do this if there was no blockchain. So you have to ask yourself, was all this a part of the plan initially? Yes. Check. Did they have the technology and the capabilities, say, 20, 30 years ago? Probably not. What better way to incentivize people to build things for you other than giving them the illusion of freedom and choice and the most important option out of all this is the fact that it can't be stopped. Yeah, I mean, that would be a good way to sell. You can sell a lot of things if you give, as I mentioned before, the financially oppressed, any any light at the end of the tunnel. If they can see out the end of the tunnel and it looks like it's light, they're going to do everything they can to dig and dig and dig and make a bigger hole to get to that light. And if finally they get to the end of the tunnel and realize it was actually a light, not the sunlight, and they're still inside the matrix yeah anyway i'm ranting too much but phone lines is not ringing so i am not going to always oh, yes it is i apologize i have been missing calls <laughs> hello caller what's that we call it from hello all right i had you on now give me a call let's talk phone lines are available okay what we got here says a uh, mainstream is now saying south american countries want btc as currency to help drug cartels um, there's going to always be some FUD, good and bad FUD. That's just, you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. There's going to be a lot of happiness, over over optimism, and uh, whatever the other D word I, I can't come up with. 
Um, but yeah, it is what it is, people. That's just how things will be, man. Uh, Witcher Work says, rethinking out all things will be digitized, even gold, silver, and property. The black market will only be people who know pers- uh, personally, as anyone else will be hard to trust. Who know personally? Uh, yeah. So Richard, Work, I, I don't doubt it. You know, tokenization is definitely the the goal. How else do you how else do you take all real world assets and put it into a virtual, uh, automated? Because of course, the whole world is to go virtual reality. You know, at some point in the future, if they have their way, and this is just mimicking the movie The Matrix. You know, dark Bill Gates wants to block out the sun and the Earth climate change and all this crazy talk. They will. They ultimately want to give everybody on the planet an alternative reality a chance where you can say my life my life in the real world is so bad i would rather be plugged in and have a chance they're gonna offer so much stuff to plug yourself in and you know it's just that's just that's just how evil and twisted this can go but mind you every movie that's come out in a futuristic standpoint showing how society in the future turns out it's always the bottom bottom dwellers and the uber wealthy at the top that own everything <laughs> and so uh it will be tokenized no doubt but yet once again it's like if it's publicly visible and verifiable and trustworthy and all that good stuff like that on the public side of things it will not be that way on the private side it will not be be that way for the private corporations as well as the central bankers so sure if you're willing to fight for and push towards being tokenized having your life tokenized have everything about you tokenized then just keep i mean just you know ultimately we don't have to do anything because it's being done for us but it's one of those things where i my goal is to basically help people realize that everything that we're experiencing now was a part of a greater plan well before now there is no person that came about trying to free humanity through a white paper or nothing like that you know there's only one way there's only one way to truth and we know who that person is and of course that's something we never hear about in the mainstream news they say trust science trust you know the evolution the monkeys the, the, the big bang and they'll never be willing to say that there is a higher power and we need to be able to you know unfortunately we'll never come into agreement on that higher power but yet to not include him into our plans and our thoughts and our actual day-to-day life is very 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 challenging man and speaking of which let me actually share something with you um i saw something today that i didn't quite get a chance to read into it but my computer keyboard is frozen so i'm gonna keep it moving anyway let's keep moving um yeah but you know feel free to throw out any topic any subject matter we can do it i'm all i'm fair game it says uh let me see it says uh digital assets are here they will not be stopped uh (sighs) <sighs> simulator be destroyed okay well so yeah so pothead btc you know get your get stats up man get your stats up you know there's boo DeFi, nft you know the the thing about this here's one of the biggest thing is the greatest technology utilizing blockchain has not even been invented yet and so everything we're experiencing now is literally version 1.0 so take advantage of it use it for your own benefit but it's one of those things where i just tell people be careful where you place that in front of you're uh, in front of you to the point where it controls you and takes over your life. You know what I'm saying? That's just one of my things that I don't, you know, I, as I mentioned, I speculate, you know, I've been involved for quite some time in a lot of projects that do excite me, but then again, I'm not dependent upon them. If, if the cryptocurrency was to crash today, I would not be like, you know, Ooh. No, no. Hello, caller. What's name we calling from? 
going on, Mike? It's Dwayne from the Midwest. D, how you doing, my man? What's going on with you, boss? Now, Mr. Crypto SDR. <laughs> <laughs> right on time, man. <laughs> right on time. What's and, going on? Hey, uh, Mike, yeah. did you hear what J.P. Morgan Chase said today? Uh, about the 500 million sitting on the sideline waiting on a crash? No. Yeah, yeah. You know what? What you do? I had to put my thinking cap on, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we're rethinking dollar. Yeah. Remember back in like about what was it? A year and a half ago, I think you reported on this mm-hmm. that um, metals became tier one assets. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious. Is what I'm curious. What do you call cash reserves? Oh, good, good, uh, good point. Because also think about this, J.P. Morgan, to my knowledge, they are sitting on the largest stash of silver, you know, recorded mm-hmm. stash of silver on the planet mm-hmm. to our to our knowledge. So I would assume that they're not associating that particular amount of that, that, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't think they're uh, counting silver as that. I think they're talking about fiat. But if it's a tier one, Mike. Mm-hmm. And tier one, and it's equal to cash. Mm. You know, with that, um, mm. with that, um, FASB, Yeah. You know that you can with that FASB with that accountant. Yeah. They could always say it's tier one. It's a cash equivalent. Hmm. Okay, I see where you're going with that one. So, and so as I mentioned in the past, J.P. Morgan. So when, when all this, when the bank, when the next banking meltdown occurs because the globally systemically important banks crash, there's going to be two or three banks remaining, and J.P. Morgan is number one. Because they're the only ones that actually have tangible assets in their vault, accordingly, which is silver. You know, Goldman Sachs will probably be second, and then the third one will probably be you know State Street or something like that or whatever. But J.P. Morgan will still be, and Jamie Dimon will probably still be sitting at the top of the J.P. Morgan towers or whatever when all this blows over, and they're gonna be sitting on the most weight, more than the gut, more than the United States government. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> and the reason why I came up. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying, but the and, and that ties into the reason what I'm saying because think about it, Mike. Mm-hmm. If you're if if you're thinking inflation is going to come, this is why I came to this thinking. I'm gonna give up the floor. Yeah, this is why I came to this thinking, Mike. If you think inflation is going to come, why would you be holding the dollar? Mm, that's some good stuff there. <laughs> good that's point, all man. I gotta say. Oh, Mike, yeah. I sent you the um, email for the physical address. So I can send you some support, man. I uh, appreciate I'm you waiting man. on that. Oh, I uh, emailed yep. you back. I think I did. Did I click send? Let me check it again. But I did. I did send an email out earlier. But I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay. Though, but appreciate you, man. All right. Thanks. No problem. We'll take yep. care. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank though. you. Yep. Bye bye. Great thoughts there, man. Great thoughts there. So yeah. So now that the Basel three situation is going to come into play, and I'm referring to gold, but yet you know silver is in our same category. J.P. Morgan sitting on the most you know silver above ground in their vault stash and probably in a couple different locations. JP Morgan's gonna be in a very good position when this thing blows over. And if they're sitting on 500, as it says, 500 billion in cash, referring to actually fiat or digits on their on their on their balance sheet or something like that, think about what they're gonna buy up. But then also remember who else is sitting on a large amount of cash. Let me uh, let me show you who's sitting on a large amount of cash. Um, which is spooky. Uh, because you got to ask yourself, what are they saving for? <laughs> and uh, let me see here. Here's a here's a little article here. So what, what you know? So what do they see coming, and how fast is it coming? Because why did J.P. Morgan announce today 
that they're sitting on this. Like, what are they what are they signaling? Mind you, whenever central bankers and the Fed speaks, they are signaling to somebody in the market and they usually markets respond. But guess who else is sitting heavy? Warren Buffett has a hundred and twenty eight billion cash pile. Wall Street can't figure out why he isn't spending it. I know why he's not spending it. It's quite obvious because why would you spend now when you're waiting on a deflationary type collapse? The Dow Jones, we got Harry Dent, we got uh, all, a lot of you know Peter Schiff, a lot of smart individuals saying that when the next you know market corrects, it's going to be severe. It's going to be temporary, of course. It's probably going to be if, if the Federal Reserve responds in a timely manner to to re- try to reinflate the light, you know, the, the bubble. It could be a couple days, couple weeks. They'll shut the markets down for a week or two. It's going to be pandemonium. You won't be able to get in your bank account. You won't be able to definitely won't be able to call your, your money broker or nothing like that and say, hey, I need to sell this because everything will be frozen. And then at that point, moment, there'll be so much, there'll be so much of a demand for cash to where everything will be probably like 80% off. So imagine, I, I mentioned this, I said Warren Buffett, before he leaves, because he's getting older, Warren Buffett is going to probably buy up some cities, literally metropolitan downtown areas. That's how that's how much stuff you can buy with $128 billion. Because when there's a flash sale, meaning that you know, you got sky, you're gonna have skyscrapers on sale, you know, type of stuff. Like that's what they're gonna be buying. So JP Morgan, these people not dumb. They know something's coming. They sitting heavy, waiting for the sale to occur. And this is going to be the greatest heist in humanity. Because think about this. When you have all these pension funds, mortgage money managers buying up real estate now, imagine what they're going to be buying up in the future. That's how you'll own nothing <laughs> and you won't be happy with it, but they will. Man, man, man. Okay. So let me uh, get to some calls. I probably, I'm missing all types of calls. Yeah, I, man, I, I get carried away. Forgive me. I get carried away. It says start taking out all your cash every paycheck. Um, yeah, so not none of this is financial advice. This is all for edutainment purposes only. But yet you take, you know, the educational side of things basically by paying attention to what the big players are doing. And then you factor in the fact that this is being delivered in a format that is meant to be uh loose and just fun somewhat. You know, it's not fun to see the consequences, but it's enjoyable to realize that if you're if you get ahead of the curve with this information you won't suffer as much as everybody else hello carlos where are you calling from hey mike how's it going it's brandon commando brando how you doing my man i'm doing pretty good mike hey so i have this idea maybe you touched upon it did you mention the fourth turning yet i have not dived into it much but i know that that's a part of the great reset so i i ain't dived i ain't dive too deep into it but give it to me what you got so uh, basically, the fourth turning is just about uh, twenty-year generational cycles, mm -hmm. and how this is like the fourth generation cycle. Yeah, basically leading up to what was like World War II and like all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, Mark Moss, you heard of him, put mm -hmm. together a really good episode about mm -hmm. uh, the three cycles that are kind of converging all yeah. on this decade. Yeah. So it's kind of like a mega fourth turning. Mm -hmm. Basically, the three cycles are. Um, the political social cycle, which is kind of that revolutionary spirit, mm -hmm. and that comes about every 80, 90 years, mm -hmm. like uh, the, Re the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War II. Yeah. Every, you know, and now, now that's one cycle. Mm -hmm. The next is the technology cycle. Yeah. You know, kind of like how this is like the fourth industrial revolution or yeah, 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 mm -hmm. where AI and robots are replacing the workforce. Yeah. 
And then the third is the uh, the financial uh, collapse or the, the great reset where they're pretty much rolling out like digital currency and getting rid of like that fiat crapola. Yeah. So that's the third, third convergence. Uh-huh. And, you know, we've been talking about it in the chat. Uh, this is the really bad one that people don't want to talk about. And it's like the, um, you know, how that, how there's like massive climate change coming up and mm. uh, the sun cycles are mm. different yeah. and we're about to enter like some kind of group, some sun minimum yeah. and like the next uh, sun cycle is going to be a wacky climate. So that's the fourth convergence of cycles mm-hmm. that are going to rock our world beyond recognition. Ah, oh, damn. Um, okay, man, why are you scaring us like that, dog? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I'm just trying to like uh, bring everyone... Because like you know, a lot of economists or like analysts say we're in the eye of the storm. Yeah. So you know, we're kind we're, we're kind of getting back to quasi normal. People are getting complacent on me. Yeah. And I just got to remind people what Agenda Twenty Thirty really is. Yeah. And it's because the, the Earth's gonna turn upside down. The financial market's gonna go helter skelter. Mm-hmm. Like this is just the calm before the storm, people. Yeah. It's the top, the top of the ninth inning. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, somebody shared with me on on uh, Instagram a video in great detail with all the collaborative partnerships with all the too big to fail companies and whatnot, and how there's actually a game plan of you know in the in the near future sometime there's going to be a climate change or a climate lockdown, and so they're going to blame some type of you know natural occurrence or in the weather or something like that to basically shut down all corporations, all natural coal burning, all all types of nuclear, all types of other things. And they're going to basically put restrictions on you won't be able to dry your car if it emits carbon and all types of stuff. And they, and based upon all the information that was presented, it's very likely that that type of event is a part of their game plan. So uh, basically another lockdown in the form of a climate lockdown is probably baked into the cake. So that plays into this fourth turning concept. So, um, yeah, so I mean, I'm not even certain how much of it is really like agenda, yeah. and how much of it is just the convergence of cycles, and yeah. that's kind of how the Bible was written. Yeah, you know, if you want to read the last couple chapters, mm-hmm. the book tells you how it all ends. Yeah, very true, very true, my man. Hey, Brandon, I appreciate you, man, for sharing your insights and keeping us up, on, keeping on our, keeping us on our toes, man. Thanks for calling. All right, thank yeah. you, Mike. Have a good one, guys. See you. Yeah, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> And that's the thing, man. It's so many. There's so many events that could occur, take place. Uh, I just stick to what I, I just stick to, stick to what I'm familiar with and what I know. Hello, Carlos. Where are we calling from? Hey, Mike. Low blood pressure. Corpus Christi. How's it going? LBP doing good, man. What's wrong with you? This year, man, making the kids burritos. You know what I mean? <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> what was on your hey, mind? hey, hey. Yeah. Check this out, Mike. Yeah. I don't know. I sound like a broken record, but I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think the market's going to crash, Mike. I think mm-hmm. it's going to hyperinflate. Now, watch this. So, okay, so here's a question. Here's a question to play into that. If it's mm-hmm. going to continue to go sky high, and then as a caller mentioned earlier, why would J.P. Morgan be sitting on 500 in cash, like, you know, outright? Why not put it to work for you? Because as it, markets go up, that means that, that purchasing power, that $500 billion, is going to be diminished. Then you got Warren Buffett sitting on 128 billion. They they have to know that if inflation picks up and things go crazy, that they're gonna be able to purchase less. So what you know? So do you think this perhaps they they expecting at least a 72 hour flash crash sale, and then it's gonna take off or what? 
I, I don't think it's ever going to crash, Mike. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got that money to get the, the the commercial real estate. I think commercial real estate has has opportunity of crashing mm-hmm. because of the demand. But I don't even think housing, like like um um like people, you know, like mm-hmm. like uh, personal houses. Yeah. Maybe apartment complexes might go down, but I don't even think housing is going to go down, Mike. I think. I think everything's going to go up together. Yeah. Now watch this. So commercial real estate definitely right now is not doing well because I got articles where the mall's not playing. They're shutting down malls and walking away from the, you know, stores is closing. So, so mm-hmm. definitely commercial real estate is, is heading down now. And so yeah. they're, they're not, I don't, I don't think they're in a rush to go buy that now because they, they believe it probably going to go a little bit lower and it's going to get cheaper. So that's just one market. You know what I'm saying? So I'd imagine yeah. it's just gonna be stuck with just one market. Yeah, I think so. Like, and 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 also, like on the housing, maybe like the one percent. You know, the people. You know, like fifty million plus dollar homes mm-hmm. in the states that might actually go down in in, in the price. But look at look at right now, man. Everything is booming. The, yeah. the real estate is going insane. <laughs> Very true, man. But one of the one of the one of the things is, and I'm sure we can all agree on. Is that the markets can't go up forever? At some point, there has to be a day of reckoning because it's unaffordable. Yeah. It's unaffordable. So, so other than the Fed buying stuff and hedge funds buying stuff, your average Joe won't be able to buy it. So, how will it maintain that level of uh, of price if nobody out there can really afford it? That's why it has to correct. Cause, yeah, cause, yeah, cause yeah. Credit, I like, hear what you're saying, man. They're not gonna be giving out credit to people who are not working like that, you know. So, so that, so you won't be able to take <laughs> out a loan. Like, right? They're doing that now, Mike. Look, they're giving me five, half a million dollars for a house, Mike. And I don't make that much money. That's stupid, man. You know, they're dumb. But LBP, they know, they know you got a large family, so Uncle Sam will be sending you big checks for all the kids, <laughs> so they can always come and get that as a, as a part of their monthly payment. So they know. You're a rich man because you're blessed with kids, so they go come. They, they know how to come get you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's, that's a All right, Mike. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Have a good night. Be good. Okay, bye. Oh man, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, people, we're, we're at the hour point, and as always, it's fun to hang out. But at time, it's it's time to say good night. But anyway, um, hope you guys uh, who did tune in hit the thumbs up button, share your support for the channel. As always, the goal is to just try to share information, try to put it all together and just create a bigger picture as to where we're at and where we're heading. And based upon all the articles that was presented, all the information, uh, the retirement concept is, is gone. It's gone. Like, you know, just to think, think about this in the next couple of years, we're going to be introduced to a whole new currency and a whole new style of a currency. And then that's going to have to go through some adjustments to, to really get back to a relatively stable uh, pricing structure in comparison to with the rest of the central bank digital currencies, which means ultimately if we don't have the reserve currency continuously, then the U.S. is going to have to come down a couple of notches off that high pedestal that we've been on having the reserve currency. Therefore, that means that that domestic currency is going to go through some revaluations as well. And therefore, it's going to be problematic for a lot of people who base their t- financial future solely in their national currency. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. Uh, my name's David. I'm from Edmonton. Dave, how you doing, my friend? What's on your mind? Hey, pretty good. Um, yeah, I just had a theory. Like, I got BlackRock. They're buying up all the hoses, and they're pricing everybody out. Mm-hmm. So maybe the idea is to get everybody dependent on the government, right? So, like, you have a new uh, college graduate mm-hmm. coming out of school, and they can't afford a place to their own. So 
what's going to happen if the government might say, well, you can stay in this house, but, you know, yeah, whatever the uh, conditions might be, they're going to have to be uh, abide by them. Yeah, so the conditions will probably be you'll you'll be receiving you you know a digital currency and our and our currency. You're gonna have to definitely uh, participate in the health side of things, making sure you're you're up mm-hmm. to up to date on your on your vaccine records, and your kids will belong to us. They already do, but and so basically that, that's how you can own nothing and you'll be happy with what comes your way because <laughs> you don't have to do nothing other than just obey. And basically, you're officially a slave. Like, that's basically what it boils down to, in my opinion. Right, right. And I mean, that's what I'm thinking, too. It sounds like something out of a science fiction novel that it seems to be the way it's going. So maybe the market will go up for like another year, maybe two more years until absolutely nobody can afford a home. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be so? uh, it's going to be interesting time frame ahead, man. That's why I think the biggest thing we can all do, the practical side of things, is we see what's coming, try to stay one step ahead, Enjoy this current time frame while it's considered semi-normal and then take preparations in accordance to what your the lifestyle you're trying to live now and in the future. And of course, you have to do that in something that you actually own yourself, like having future promises to pay. They're going to be reneged upon. So that's why I'm a big advocate for getting your weight up in accordance to what you want to protect now and in the future and trying to create opportunities to produce income to allow you to live off of and do your thing that you can now. So that's just my little thought process, man. But. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling, boss, man. Oh, I do have a question, though, Mike. Yeah, um, like, so, okay, so everything being priced out, what about the lower-income areas? Like, mm-hmm. What would those be? California, New York, would people be moving back there? Uh, lower, the lower, so you said the lower-income areas? <laughs> like the lower rate for the houses, yeah. Uh, food, so, so all the major metropolitan areas are the ones that are extremely overpriced, so I'd imagine that those are going to be... so. Here's the thing. I know that one of their agendas is to basically gather all the remaining population after all this health stuff clears out into condensed populated stacks of housing in a controlled environment and not out in the rural, in, a, in the countryside, not like that. So I, I don't know how they would plan that out, but I'd imagine they want to re probably rebuild the metropolitan areas where they're going to have the most surveillance and, you know, security and all the, the, the that uh, what's that movie called? Where they got uh, shoot Hunger Games, you know that Hunger Game type city where everything is you know eye everywhere, no frequent, no privacy, no nothing, in tightly squeezed spots where they're gonna literally have they, the goal is to have us all living in little small, you know, tiny houses. That's why the whole movement of going tiny is becoming popular because you know they they actually they're steering us in that direction because it's relatively affordable right now. But uh, yeah, that's my that's what I think they want to do, man. So it'll be used. The cities will be used for these small condensed housings. They're gonna to try to pack pack in millions of people in these damn cities, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm up in Canada, so it's pretty isolated mm-hmm. as far as population density goes. Yeah, and I'm just kind of wondering how would they have the incentive of getting people into smart cities when they're scattered all over. Uh, well, if you if, if food is limited and you can only get food given to them in the cities mm. on your daily allowance and through permission and all stuff like that. You know, then it make it easier for everybody coming to the city. So that, the goal is to make your life as uncomfortable as possible to where you're going to come to them for help. So think about the worst case things that the enemy could try to pull on their on, on somebody, and more than likely they're going to try that in some capacity. So right, they could they could cut the power. They could do an alien invasion. They could make up any kind of story. Oh my goodness, it, it's 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 probably no limit to the things they're going to try. Given the fact that this mm-hmm. is a spiritual warfare, so we got a lot of demonic and other powers that be 
you know, behind all this as well. So, you know, the devil's up to a lot of tricks these days. So I wish you the best, yeah. my man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. Go. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, people, once again, it's been great hanging out. I appreciate everybody for hanging out with me. Uh, as I mentioned before, hit the thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. And then also, for those that might be new to the channel, I want to make sure I always refer to the fact that everything resource-wise is beneath this video here. So feel free to scroll and check it out. And then also, if you want to stay up to date on the videos, I encourage you to join the email list as well as a texting list. And you can uh, stay plugged in that way. And then also, for those that are interested, the best financial hedge, in my personal opinion, is, of course, the people's money. And, of course, the people's money happens to be silver. And so the silver available, silver coin is still available if you guys want it. No coin, no two coins are alike, people. So it's a blessing to have it if you do, and it supports the channel as well. So other than that, everybody, be blessed, be safe. And let's end this on a good note with some good news because, to my knowledge, the Lord is still on the throne. Everything that we're experiencing now is temporary. It will not last for. It will not last always. And there's greater days ahead for those that are in Christ, and I do believe that. So uh, if you guys are interested, bow your heads real quick. We're going to lift up some prayers to the good Lord and just thank him for the opportunity to gather this evening and hoping for another day tomorrow to do the same thing and to make a difference for his kingdom. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to gather this evening. We ask that you continue to watch over and protect your own, Father. We know that you are on the throne and in control of everything. Nothing we're experiencing is new to you, Father, and that's why we thank you and we put our trust into you and your plan for our lives, Father. We ask that you would continue to give us wisdom and insight on how to navigate these waters and that you allow us to do things that bring you glory, Father. Allow us to bear fruit that last, Father. We know that the greatest asset on this planet is our faith and our faith in you, Father. We thank you, Father, that we will be obedient to your word. We ask you all in the name of Jesus Christ, the King of glory. Amen. All right, people. Well, that is all she wrote for this evening. And as always, it's good to hang out. Be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys tomorrow, Lord willing. And do me a favor for those that are still hanging on. This type of information does no good just to stay amongst people who actually know what's going on. So with about 200 and something people tuned in, if you're tuned in, if you've been a part of this community, you know what's going on. I consider it the same way as the gospel. Like we are called to preach and share our testimony with others to let them know about the truth and the eternal message of salvation through Christ Jesus only. But then also on a practical sense of things, if you know you've been given wisdom, then share that wisdom with other people, however you see fit, or just point them in the direction of the person that's uh, sharing information. And that'd be a good way for them to either validate it or dismiss it. Either one, you know, I, like me personally, I'm just a messenger. I try to live my life as best I can in accordance with the word and all this stuff here. It happens to be of interest to me. And I think I was drawn to it for some reason. And here I am now talking about it and trying to encourage others to do the same. So everybody has a chance to share some form of a message with somebody Let's do it to hopefully add value to people's lives and to be a blessing with them. So uh, as I mentioned before, for those who are tuned in still, go to the the best way is just to simply have the people take the dollar quiz, dollar IQ quiz, and then share and follow up with them, see how they did. If they did great, they, they probably are some stackers. They probably know, they probably are, already got their weight up. But more than likely, the average person are probably solely dependent upon financial products that are being destroyed right now. And that goes back to everything I talked about early, how as of right now, more than likely, more than likely, if these people succeed, you know, retirement might be canceled. 
because once again, it's all subject to, to the bond market, the housing market, and the stock market for the average Joe. And all that's been done on their behalf and not in their best interest. So, but anyway, I can rant forever, but I'm not. Be blessed, be safe, and I will see you tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow won't be tomorrow because tomorrow is for the Patreon gang. So, for those who want to hang out tomorrow, once again, that's for the Patreon side. Join me face to face if you guys are interested. Become a member of the Patreon team. Just click the link below. Any dollar amount, it supports the channel, you know, shows your support for the work. And then also, you can help me co host off air. So, it'll be fun with that as well. So, uh, if you guys are interested, you know, the link to that beneath. But anyway, that's all she wrote. Peace.